shit, is that OG Mambo? Oh, is that Chris? Oh, you know what that means. Hey, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Come on, hurry up. Yes, y'all, we are here, live and direct for another episode of Surface Surface Thinkers. What's that? What's going on, man? So this is officially season two now. See, we're doing seasons. Podcast seasons. That's, I mean. Might as well dissect as it, right? I mean, right? Fuck it. Break it down. This is our show. Yeah, I mean, who else else is going to say it? Let's talk to the writers. Is that cool? Is that cool? Production team, solid? All right, cool. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Solid. So, uh, welcome, season two. Energy is my energy is, is, is up right now. How are you feeling? Feeling good? 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 Yeah, 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 good. Man. I was able to do some things over the weekend and such. Got a bit of sunshine in. I did. You know, since you said that, can you actually, tell I look so much less v- vampiric? You got a little bit uh, <laughs> more than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've never been more pale in my a, life. A little color broke, to you. I broke my ankle and I was like in my room forever. So I felt like. Let's see. And quarantine. You mentioned getting stuff done over the weekend. I saw this and reposted it on my Instagram. If you don't follow me, follow me already at OG Mambo. But here is a life hack. Use the weekend to build the life you want instead of trying to escape the life you have. Mm. I thought those were some dope words, I man. I saw that today. I like that, too. I thought those were some dope words, I man. I feel like I do that. That's like generally what I try to do on my weekends. I think most of the world tries to, but but so many people, you know, they they they're ready for the weekend. They're ready for holidays and events so that they can get inebriated or get fucked up. Just get in an environment where they can forget regular life instead of trying to augment regular life and elevate the regular life to be uh, more supreme or elite or. You know, mm. irregular mm. life in a positive like way. That. Yeah. So what are we smoking today, man? Let's get started. We we right on track today, man. Well, we season two, we ain't fucking playing. Before that, have you been to a park yet since the mask mandate was somewhat lifted? Um, it's crazy out there, bro. They're just mask free. I was at uh, War. So I found out Magnuson Park is actually called Warren G. Magnuson Park. Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, it's a thing. When you play soccer, when you play soccer, that's like on the schedule. It says that. Mm -hmm. That's why I know. Otherwise, I really would. I definitely would never have. uh, It was caught over there. There's a lot of people. It was like more people than I think I've ever seen at that park. Just mask off. Just everybody's so happy to be chilling. But you know what? I didn't feel any anxiety about it. I was just like, actually, my poor, my poor puppy Dog got a little rash on his balls because we went to Car Key. 
and, and discovery and we was just mobbing around on a couple different adventures and there was a gang of people man i try and leave when i see too many people though i don't like interacting with too many people mm-hmm. i like letting my dog be off leash cool. do his thing and, and shit you, you know dog, dog see the people who are like oh my god i love your fucking dog it's so yeah. cute can i pet your no, dog no literally like, it's uh, either this either those it's either that extreme <laughs> or the like oh my god get your dog like what is it the scary pit bull like is it a bull is it an American pit bull pit bull what is it it's scary no attached to something else it's like the black person of dogs we don't like it but yeah that's that's all the park was wild I had a good time walked around did my feet in Lake Washington generally stayed out of the way of other people yeah yeah how do you feel do you swim in Lake Washington I do I have but I don't think I can continue to do such a thing you know I think about it more now I still don't care. I, I love water too much. Shit, nah, bro, nah. but it's literally like a toilet bowl, though. Yeah, but like, whatever. I'll shower afterwards. I'd be more inclined to swim in like parts of Puget Sound than Lake Washington, personally. Why is that? Because there's no freeways over the top of the areas of Puget Sound that I'm generally swimming in. Therefore, what uh, less like bettering the pollution and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's the big thing I think I think about with Lake Washington is like lots of cars over the top of it, lots of boats in the water, freaking sewage rights. It's a lake, bro. But we have like lots of rain. You know, I was I was actually we have lots of rain, but think about geese and ducks poop in there, and it's just in there. So, what do you mean so, bro? Do you walk on grass barefoot ever? No. Honestly. I'm a weird hippie white person. What can I say? <laughs> 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 I, I, at one point in my life, I dated somebody who like would go on hikes barefoot. Like, on hikes like, barefoot? Hikes, like hikes. I mean, I like, guess that's natural. Forest. We was all doing it at one point. Yeah, there's, people say that it actually grounds you and connects you to nature more as a human. Hmm. From what I hear. Swag barefoot, huh? You know, it's just, that's just what I hear. These are the things I hear. It's actually part of a uh, part of that uh, octopus documentary that we're watching next episode. Yeah, yeah. That, right. uh, there's he talks about like going in the water without a wetsuit to like really feel immersed in like the situation. Hmm. I don't know. There may be something to it. I don't know. All right. Let's keep, anyway, let's keep it on point. Back to the weed. Let's keep it on point. Back to the ganja, ganja. the cannabis. We don't call it marijuana because that's a word they made up to try and stop people from smoking because white people do shit like that. I can't explain it any further. What are you smoking? I'm smoking on this sugar tax. Is this exotic? Is this exotic Mike genetics? Mm, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't got the stamp on it, so I'm not going to say it is because he usually says it if he is. Anyways, this is the lifted. It's their like uh, 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 special fancy top shelf brand hype shit. yeah it's their hype beast strain and today this is the sugar tax number four which is more of a purpley um really frosty it's got a it's a, not as um spring to it as much spring to it as i would have liked it's a little bit got like some crumble to it but it looks smells and hopefully it's about to taste real good we're finna fire but right about now man what are you uh what are you smoking on, bro? This might be a repeat, I'm not sure, but it's the berry bubba by Gabriel. Strawberries and cream Gabriel. mixed with a bu- bubba kush. Fruity. 
cushy. Gets me nice and high. It's also pretty purpley too, isn't it? Very purpley. More like <laughs> crystally purple though than like just purple purple. Yeah, purple. this was like purple purple. I don't know, like sometimes like it's either a really good sign or like a disappointing sign. I've had a batch I've had this batch for a minute too, so it's like not quite as like juicy as it would be. Right, 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 right. Super fresh. But it's good. I like I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Hell yeah. So let's I say one of my top three of the last year. For real? Maybe top five. Top five of twenty twenty one? Yeah. Just overall smokes? Mm-hmm. It's okay. like a it's like a go to if we don't have like uh, you know, that's that's interesting. I mean it's cool, but it's not even my favorite one from Gabriel personally. Like I like the luxury a lot better than that. Really? See. And I like the truffles a lot better than that. Truffles is solid. I might like the Wowsers more than it. I like the Wowsers more than it as well. But I think that's the only one I like more than it from Gabriel. The Wowsers? Yeah. All right, time to fire up our doobies now, isn't it? We could take pictures of this and post it at some point to correlate with the week. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. Not this time because we already broke it down. We're smoking it, but... Yeah, no, hell yeah, for sure. So well, people shit. can actually see what we're describing. Well, shit, we 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 ahead of schedule, so we can maybe drop them before other episode drop. Cause it's coming soon. Episode two, what it do? What it do? Episode two, what it do? What it do? Smoking on this weed. How about you? It's episode two. See, I said episode two. Damn, y'all gotta correct me, bro. Season two. Season two, what it do? What it do? Season two, what it do? What it do? I'm smoking on some weed. How about you? Cause it's season two. What it do? What it do? You're in a very musical mode today. You're making up songs the whole time we've been hanging out. You know. One of those days. I had some dope meetings today. There's going to be some sick music videos coming out. I got to... Oh, I got to get that out the trunk of the car. I got this new screen press. Nice, nice, You nice. know? Yeah, I'm telling you, Making the vibe moves. is positive, bro. Making, me too. Making moves. That was probably one of the best echoes things, we've done. Things are just like looking up in general, I think, for general... Life, just life in general. Like things are just starting <laughs> to like actually go back to kind of normalish. And all, honestly, I don't want them to go back to normal because normal in America was yeah. like very dangerous for people that I mean, look like normal me. is like not the right word, but back to like being able to just like live your life how you want to without as many restrictions as has have been imposed on us by the government in the last right. year. Oh yeah, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, so we got a pretty loaded episode, man. I think that's where I wanted to make sure we started real fun and bubbly. Oh, also make sure y'all tap in with my other Instagram at ill society. Tap in with our Instagram at surface think surface underscore thinkers. Uh, follow my man Cress at s dot Cress K R E Z S. We're going to have lots of dope merch, products, and things like that dropping, so stay tapped in. And we know y'all listening, so you might as well be fucking with us, rock with us. I just gifted the homie one of my newest products, which is going to be the Ashtray series. They're very cool. Oh, yeah. This is the type of cloud I need. Very, very cool. So. I was genuinely like, aww, when I got it. It's so sick. That's good, man. You I'm guys, really you happy. You guys are going to be jealous. <laughs> Pick, pics coming soon. Alright, so this episode, we're going to talk about two films, two films that I believe 
are correlated in the overall messaging and the emotions that are invoked. So the first one, uh, hopefully y'all are familiar. If you're not, it's John Q uh, starring Denzel Washington. I'm not sure who directed that, actually. I forget the name, and I, I'm not Google heavy today. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's but right. It's okay. It's not somebody that's super famous. Somebody kind of famous. Maybe I should give him his cloud tokens, though. I mean, you know, like. You know, right. I mean, <laughs> Denzel killed it. That's but it, it wasn't. Was it. Was it the if you had just watched John Q and not the second movie, would you think John Q is more ecstatic? Do you think that watching the second movie took John away from Q came off as like funny in moments that wasn't supposed to be funny for me? That's because I feel like the time it was written, bro. This is two thousand and two. They, they made some suspect choices, is all. Mark yeah, Berg a, and Nick Casavetes. You're right. So he's not super famous, but he did his thing. So movie number one is John Q. Still an enjoyable watch. Definitely an and enjoyable. Halfway through, I was like, "Oh, I've seen this movie before." Oh, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, like, I said last time, I was like, "I don't think I've seen that movie." And you're like, "What?" Dude, we're definitely watching this shit. And then I'm like watching it, and like basically as soon as like things start going down, I was oh, I and, remember this movie. And then movie number two is called American Skin which was directed by Nate Parker, which in my eyes is like a Denzel Washington protege because they acted together in The Great Debaters, which is another dope film. Oh, yeah. Y'all should check out. But, uh, yeah, I don't don't know. I feel like when young actors act with older actors, especially when they're, like, young black actors, there's a lot of tutelage that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And you could see some of, like, how their characters, like how John Q's character, maybe uh, Nate Parker studied John Q's character Mm -hmm. in the development of his character. I could see that. I Like, as soon as I, like... Like, as soon as American Skin started to, like, get into, like, basically made the same switch that John Q makes, I was like, oh, I I see exactly. You got that? Immediately. When I was, like, describing to people, I was like, it's kind of like John Q, but with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Hell yeah. So, John Q is a movie about a hardworking black man in America, uh... I think he's just, he's a construction. I think it's like some it? sort of like hard like labor. yeah hard labor like uh, Met, uh, like land metal, work metal shop or something yeah metal working like and things like that he works with his hands though uh, he's married still too so like they give that whole like you know uh, uh, American dream aspect you know you got your wife your picket fence he's got a pretty good life you know what I'm saying yeah, he's doing yeah, his he's thing got his son playing baseball. son plays baseball they got enough money for like this to be able to be in the league kick it like. You know, just working class people. Exactly. But then, the dilemma moment happens when his son gets terribly sick. I think it's cancer. You know, he just like drops, like drops basically dead on the baseball field. Yeah, like, passes falls, out. Yeah. And like heart attack basically. And they say he has like a heart problem. That's what it was. It was heart problems. I forgot. Yeah. So, he's got heart issues. And in order to find a donor... As it is for so many people, it's just this long, strenuous process of paperwork and a lot of no's, pretty much, is essentially what they're dealing with. Or not even no's, but like, hold on or wait. Even before like that part, it was like, hey, here are your two options. You give him medicine to like drug him up, and then he's going to die at home. Or here's this other option is transplant. Oh, this one costs 75 racks, though. 75 racks. That's, That's a lot of 75 thousand dollars in 2002. 
in 2002. It's a long time ago. Acquiring that type of money. There were, there wasn't tech company. Only fans didn't exist <laughs> in 2002. Tech, com- tech companies didn't exist. There like was no, exist Snapchat didn't exist. There no. wasn't means of acquiring. Uber Eats didn't exist. Uber didn't exist. These other means of like, oh, I can just stack up, do this, make a flip, blah, 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 whatever. Things like that. Cryptocurrency wasn't a thing. Currency trading wasn't a thing. All these different facets. So they get this obstacle of having to uh, uh, find $75,000 or essentially watch his son die. And I mean, I'm a parent, so I know that that's not an option. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm-hmm. he's like, well, I got insurance. Like, I work, I've been working for this company for so long. Like, I have insurance, right? And they're like, well, you have insurance, but. Which is kind of how insurance always kind of works in America. Yeah, yeah insurance, but we actually don't sucks. cover this one specific thing that happened to have it happen to you. And then what, hap- what had happened was that he was on like a part time schedule because like work was slow. Well, because of the part time schedule, his insurance changed to a tier two insurance. And on top of that, his insurance changed from a PPO to an HMO, which I don't exactly know the details of it, but. Uh, uh, the the gist of it, a PPO, from what I understand, don't quote me now, is you can go see any doctor you need. So like Shorty, gotcha. she got this dope chiropractor lady we be fucking with her name, Doctor Jessica. You can go to Doctor Jessica. You can go to massage therapy. You can go to clinics. You can go pretty much see whatever physician you want to see. With the uh, HMO or whatever the other one is called the more basic package that is where you can only go to people within that uh, uh, your insurance network so insurance have like they have partnership deals with different doctors so it's like this you can go to our doctor it's like for for, for people who only understand like street terminology it's like they're, they're the plug and they're saying you can only go buy weed from the people we sell weed to essentially Instead of being like, oh, you can buy weed from whoever. There you go. And then he was on like the tier, the tier two insurance. So then <laughs> basically he's has even less coverage on top of it being a different type of plan. So, so yeah, he's faced with a, with a dilemma of... And they're, and they're like pressing him too. Like the, the reason like this movie like doesn't hold up is that like... It's like the situations he ends up in with people in the hospital... Those situations are not happening. But that's what they want. They wanted you to think that about America. And that's why I wanted us to do both of the movies together. Just because. I think American Skid was a lot more realistic to like. Present day. Reality. But if you think about America in 2002, that's what the America they were showing. Even if it wasn't that, that's what movies showed. And this is the thing about. About um, the element of a celebrity now, right? We only saw people in movies in the summertime in a theater and occasionally when it would would finally make it to TV, right? Occasionally. Now we see people on TV, on their social media, on their blog, on their YouTube, in their interviews, at podcasts. So all these different levels of like humanizing things and, you know, they, they, they could create a world and be like, this is Denzel Washington is this character. These are what American people look like. But now they have to make the characters be more to what reality is being shown at such a regular basis and such a fast pace. I say his character was maybe the most believable. I'm talking more like the, like him. 
Who the one douchey like, white dude? Like the one like, he's not gonna be talking to like the hospital director's not gonna come like the the main boss person. Who's the like, one dude with the, the lady, the, the lady and like the old white or like the white dude that are like uh, the old white surgeon. And then, like, I hate lady, that white surgeon. White I hate that actor, bro. He plays like he always plays like a fucking like super whack white dude, bro. I feel bad for people like that. That that's like their only typecast, and those are the only gigs that agents can get them. But or here's pro- the thing: they're, they're, maybe that's just how they are, and they're just good at playing themselves. And move. That could so be also I mean, true. But like Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm pretty sure he's not off that racist shit, and he was in a nah. few movies where he was saying a whole lot of niggers with the hard R. A hard R. Yeah, he played like the villain, mm-hmm. Django. The villain. And he's also J. Edgar Hoover in this other movie. You know what? We'll do that. We're going to do J. Edgar and the Octopus for the next episode. Ooh, it's a weird swap up. I like it. You know what I'm saying? A little mix up, a little mix up. So that's basically the gist of John Q, with exception to the big dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Spoiler time, spoiler time, spoiler time. So we intend for everyone to watch the films that we talk about, but we also intend to talk about films that people hopefully watched with us. So we're going to drop a little spoiler on you. So while he's in the hospital, he decides to hold the hospital hostage because he can't afford the surgery. Insurance isn't covering it. So he takes his little firearm, not like an arsenal, like the type of firearm you use to protect your home. It was like a nine or a 40 or something like that. And he holds the hospital hostage. Takes everyone in the waiting room. <clears throat> so, so so he took a waiting room hostage. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how big is this hospital? How is no one breaching this dude? Bro, it's 2002, bro. It's, it's smaller hospital. It's a small. No, hospital. but you got to think. 2002, we're fresh after 9/11. You we have to are. keep in mind, 9/11 was a catalyst in the security of America. So, at least for me, I should say. So, my uncle. Shout out my uncle Majita, Uncle Maz. He works in media, right? So he'll do like write-ups and sports casting for the Sounders, the Sonics, all that. When we had the Sonics, so I used to go to Sonic games a lot. Like he, like he, like even uh, uh, he used to work at the uh, the Garfield Community Center clinic. So you take me, all the little cast from the Garfield Community Center, from the CD South End, everything. We go to games, and then uh, so games. We used to be able to go down to the locker room. Like I met Gary Payton, Vin Baker, all sorts of Sonics, but like, like some from 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 ninety eight to like two thousand one, like every Sonic, damn near, right? Right after nine eleven, bro. Right after nine eleven, there was an immediate turnaround in the security base for everything because they didn't know when the next type of attack was going to happen, and they just presumed it would be a social event. So they stopped letting us go down, and security just became tighter. So in O two, bro, like. It was just making that transition to where we're at now where there's a camera on every fucking corner. And like cats used to get away. We realized people used to, Bonnie and Clyde were criminals because they could just go to another town and be like, my name's Frank. And there's no pictures. There's no, we can't call anybody. We can't Google search and see. We just got to take your word for it. And everybody just has to sit there in the situation, in the awkward ass situation where, who's this guy, who's this guy that just took over the, the waiting room? <laughs> I like all the different like characters that came in at that point too. Like they tried Eddie, to they Eddie did Griffin that's that's up. when they tried to make it real American. They did, yeah. Eddie Griffin. They had that one fucking asshole white dude. 
Always got to have that. Just always having like his like always having to say something about something. Right. Like super. Like annoying. super privileged. Like didn't realize the magnitude of the situation. Like how can I just like <coughs> get out of here and go to a vending machine or something? They had the, uh, the the white security guard who was just like, oh, I'm just here at my job kicking it. But he's a comedian. He, I think he was the dude from Remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked I liked him because like his character was like. That's a person in America. Like, they're like, man, like, I really don't know much about, like, black stuff and black people. I'm not racist, but, like, I don't know about them. And, like, you know, it's kind of like whatever. But, like, throughout the film, as you started to understand the story, you could see him, like, switch, like, sides and be, like, on Denzel Washington's side, like, on John Q's side and be like, man. The douchey dude after he got his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, the douchey dude, he, he took the longest out of everybody. But, like, on some shit where it's oh, like, man. Yeah, the security guard. Yeah, the security the security guard, he, like, empathized and was like, oh, man, you know, I didn't know about this world, but now that I know about this world, like, this isn't right. I yeah. like that, bro. He's yeah. tight. He tight. And then they had a white lady first day on her job as a nurse, not knowing what to do. We had uh, Eddie Griffin. We had who is like the stereotypical like, like Com- uh, comical, comical like dude. black dude, Just black relief. <laughs> they had the black couple having a baby. Yeah, and like and like when he first took a hostage, that he they actually in the movie had them like he got to choose who got medical aid first. So he's like, well, I'm trying to get my kid a heart. And they're like, all right, well, like I'm bleeding. They're about to have a baby. She's like broke her arm. Like who who's first? And he's right. got a whole new problem he like not thought of. Now he's, he's like, in there fuck. with the waiting room, like, fuck, all right, get the baby first. Douchey white dude who's bleeding. You're going last for sure. No, it was, it was Eddie Griffin was bleeding, actually. Oh no, Eddie Griffin was yeah. the douchey white dude was bleeding too though. He had beat up his girlfriend. He had beat her up and that's why she had a broken arm and he was lying about it. So he was a super douchey white dude. He was dude. a really fucked up guy. That's why he deserved the ass whooping he got. Yeah, don't beat up your girlfriend, yeah, no. and don't beat up your boyfriend if you're a girlfriend either, because that's also a thing. Just don't beat each other up. Just don't beat each other up. Just don't beat each other. Let's talk up. it out first. Just don't. Yeah. Let's it's not good. talk about yeah. it. All right, so he's got the hospital hostage, and he needs a heart. I don't know if we should spoil any more than that. Might as well. You think so? Bro, it's like a 20-year-old movie. Ah, oh, okay, go ahead. You know, most, go people, ahead. most people have seen it. You're right, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. I guess I didn't even, like, write down that detailed notes for the end, though. But anyway, he but he gets, like, basically he's on, like, a walkie-talkie with, like, the hospital, the whole police force. Like, yeah, and they're just, and, and <laughs> It's not just, like, the precinct. It's, like, the whole police force, the fucking rank up into, like, military outfits. There's choppers on his location. There's a barricade where there's, like... Thousands of people watching. His like, wife is at the house, watching, by the like, way, too. And his wife had no idea no, this was no, going on. No, no, she's at the hospital, too, because they've been in there for No, no, no. But she, oh, at she, the moment. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. And then when she sees him on the news, she chops in the whip and is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I get it, but like, what the fuck? Bro, it was like a concert. It was crazy. It, they had like the very case, like it, it was a concert. Everyone was like, yeah, go John Q. I believe in you. Yeah. Give <laughs> so him many heart. People. It was so funny to me. I'm like, damn, is this really what we did in 2002? Well, because his homie, his homie was like, because the news was trying to flip it. Like, this crazy guy's taking over the hospital. Mm -hmm, And his homie's mm -hmm. like, nah, his son's about to die and they're greasing him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they end up like fucking helicoptering in a heart. And then, yeah. Of like, of like the lady who, 
in the first scene of the movie, you see some lady drive and make a dumb decision in a nice car, try to pass an 18-wheeler, and then, like, super... It's so dramatic. <laughs> the first scene was so... Like, I was like, whoa, what is happening? And then they don't talk about it, but, like, yeah, she, she gets hit by the other 18-wheeler in the lane because she wasn't supposed to pass there. And then it's just, like, interspersed in the movie. So, like, we know the whole time it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. But we don't know. But we do. But we find out. We find out. Nah, bro. When I was watching it, when I was watching it, bro, first first watch, I remember not thinking she was going to be okay. I was like, fuck, this is about to go bad. And then he makes it out, too. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where, like, he gets the he gets the heart, but now the police are about to like rush in there and like. We kind of left out a really important character too. Uh, the the heart surgeon. The white dude. Yeah, the 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 surgeon white dude though, the one that he's like gonna force him to like. And his voice is kind of like this. He plays like big nose, kind of bald. Yeah. Tall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brown hair. I think so. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. He plays this fucking racist dude in this movie. What is it called? It's something about Mississippi and like he kills a black dude and says the n-word a lot and like brags about killing him. He's super douchey. So yeah, so that's why he's like being a douchey doctor now too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a douchey guy. Maybe. But, but, I, but Denzel's convinced him to like do help. the heart and yeah. like help and point, like he overcomes his racist barriers and is like alright, fuck it. Also like... <laughs> There's a lot of people in this room. It's just one guy with a gun. <laughs> but like for real, for real, bro. Like they you don't want to be, you don't want to be the one to die. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you're right. But like when he's like, what if he's like when he's in the back with the doctor trying like, like them operating? Like everybody else in the room is just like, all right, well he's busy with that shit. But then he it gets to back, the point you know? where they don't know what he looked like for a while too. So like people didn't want to leave because they don't know. Who the guy is. And Eddie Griffin pretends to be him so he can get away. Yeah, at the end, yeah, they... But they end up not... But, uh, before he gets the heart, he almost shot himself to sacrifice his heart. He did, he did. It's like an ultimate sacrifice. Like, he was like, fuck it. If we can't find a heart, y'all gonna take mine and put it in him. Somewhere that I don't give a fuck about anything but my son making it, bro. Shit was very powerful. Was it after they tried to fucking pop him? It was. They fucking had the laser, do- the laser, the sniper yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're definitely in retrospect, and like after another watch, and like watching it in present day, it's like, how did bro not? Especially <laughs> seeing the way that they just fucking relentlessly and like shamelessly kill black people, like. This guy took over a hospital <laughs> with a nine. Gets on the walkie-talkie with like not like the police, not like the like sheriff, not like not like the like DA. all but the president. Like, like yeah, you know, basically the president of the cops in like a military uniform with like stars and stripes and like all the shits. Like what? Uh, what do you want, John King? Yeah, what can we do for you? There's like in the moment. There's a moment where like he's like, "What's your, what's your name, John? John what?" John Q. He's like, all right, John Q. I'm like, oh, they said the movie name twice, right? Away. And they never said it again. I was like, I wonder if they'd say it. They're gonna say Come that on, but they had to. But it was like right at the turning point, too. But they had to. Like, so yeah, like, you know. Is this, is this really happening? Like, is, but like, but it's all because it's it's trying to talk about like the it's the, the concepts behind it. It's just the execution's goofy because in retrospect, it's just about, you know, it's dated now. 
but the concepts behind it are definitely like Very damn what would you do in that situation if you couldn't pay there's no like credit option like there's no you literally it's like your kid's gonna die if you can't pay and we know you can't pay it's so crazy that we live in the greatest place right that's what they say right mm-hmm and kids could just die like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we got the shit. We got the equipment. We got all the shit for you. Like, we got all the shit. But if you don't got the bag, we can't do it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Without the bag. And want to know what I want to know? Where the fuck is that $75,000 going? It's such an unreasonable amount of money, too. Where is it going, bro? So, a lot of money after the insurance agencies are getting paid. For what, though? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like Labor, labor. So, think about, like... This heart came out of a dead person. Think about when, like, a mechanic works works on a car. Someone's got to work on that person to get paid to do that thing. I feel that. But labor, bro, yeah, when someone works on a car, bro, labor be like... Hundred bucks like an hour, like specialized tasks. All right, so even at two hundred dollars an hour, even at five hundred dollars an hour, it's dumb. At five hundred dollars an hour, bro, it's two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars. Where is the where's the other seventy two bands going? Mm-hmm. Not to the person with the heart; they're dead. Their family ain't gonna see it because niggas not good. What? So where does that bread go, bro? That's the better question. Oh, you don't got this seventy-five racks? Like, yo, you can't break me off with the uh 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 the. Don't hit me with the retail price. Hit me. What you? What did you get it for? <laughs> I think it would go to like, it would go to the hospital, the workers, the all the insurance companies are getting paid. All any company that's a drug company is getting paid by that hospital with that drug, that gives the drug that's that brand or whatever. They get kicked back. So then just, anybody invested in those things gets kicked back. I just don't see it being more than fucking $10,000. Even with that. I don't know. Yeah, 75000 was a, that's a lot of money. Can you Google how much a heart transplant costs now? Now? Yeah, let's, let's, let's see. Google might be, fast, might be the only thing I can do. I can't do media, but... No, because... Oh, man... That's so much fucking money, bro. So like, much money, like, yeah. And they, he's like, I can cover twenty thousand. And there's no like credit option, but there shouldn't even have to be, you know. <laughs> Is it more or less? Oh my goodness! What the hell? Hey man, hey, what's good for your heart? What foods and shit good for your heart? Vegetables, vegetables fish, and shit like fish. that. Fish. Hey man, make sure y'all get a whole lot of that, man. Because if you need a fucking heart, heart transplant, oh my goodness, bro. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, bro. You ready? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. One million three hundred and eighty-two thousand. And $400 is the estimated build cost of a heart transplant, according to the consulting firm Milliman. And other organs aren't much cheaper. What wow. the 
fuck? So, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, so. And I found another one that's showing heart transplants that cost $1,664,800. So, 75 grand's not a bad deal. <laughs> 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 oh my hey yeah retrospectively the 75 bands how much money would it take for you to hold up a hospital <laughs> man no you know yeah like what was it? you gotta hold it up way more than 75 grand but i mean 2002 well with the stakes granted. if that's what it is if you don't got it 75 grand. If that's the stakes, though. Even so, it, it, it's a way better deal, but it's still expensive. <laughs> I know. No, I'm just joking. It's like, it's like, oh, like we got this mansion. Like, this mansion's only like half a million. Like, it, it's really $3 million, but I'll sell it to you for half a million. You're still like, bro, that, I, that's half a million dollars, though. That's actually cheap right now. Right. That's great. But. For half for a mansion? To have it like, up front? Like, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about payments. Up front? Yeah. That's, I mean, to me, that's like impossible in my brain. That's like an impossible number. I, I can't comprehend that those type of numbers in my head. And in order to spend that much money, you have to have stuff left over. You have to be like, oh, you need 500000 500, Oh, yeah, here you go, bro. It's good. But that's like easy for some people. Very few people. But some no, people. not as few as you think. True. I mean, 500 on the spot? That's a lot. But you don't think... I would say that... The upper percentile of entertainers, the upper percentile of company sports team owners. That's still like a very small sect of people. Not really, because they're not even the 1%. They're in the like the 10%. But that's what I'm saying. Like Dr. Dre, like we'll say this, we'll say this. Everyone, Dr. Dre and below, Dr. Dre all the way down to... Man, shout out my bro Kivari, who played for the for Green Bay Packers, and he's a cornerback. He like he he like swing where he starts sometimes. He'll start. He's a cornerback, right? Cats having M's, right? Those cats can spend that much bread on an investment and still be having shit left over and be comfortable. Definitely, I'm not saying there's not people that can't. I'm just saying there's not. There's not that many people that can do that. But like, and even to say that, bro, normal working class people can like, do that. Like, like I'm talking about, like I got, like, the, like there, there's cats who, if you think about, like pro athletes or even, like semi pro athletes, like, uh, uh, what's the league right before the MLB, the minor leagues and mm-hmm. shit like that, the minor league and G league players for basketball, those cats can spend that. They don't get paid for baseball. The minor leagues don't get paid. Oh mm-hmm. no, they get a bag when they sign. Not like that. Not that much. I'm pretty sure bro talk, got a bag. Talk, talk to Auntie about it. It's not that much. For real? You got to get the Major League deal. Major League Baseball pays lots of money. Minor League Baseball doesn't pay that much. Okay, okay, okay. There's a but, lot of expenses that they don't But still, them. how many people play professional sports? A lot, but not... I'm just saying a lot, but not that many. Not that many people. Not the average person. Not that many person. people. 500,000. Not the average person. thousand dollars to just drop with no... Like, people could, like, make that as, like, a investment or, like payments over time but we're talking about just dropping i got five hundred thousand dollars to spend right now to buy this rappers be capping like they got it 
I'm not saying that, like I said, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, rappers, there's some rappers who be capping like they got it. Like, what? Yeah, I'm spending five, 500 on this watch. Gatsby saying they're doing that. Floyd Medweather's doing that. What tier is he That's at? 1%. He is not in the 1%. Floyd Medweather, I mean, Bro, I don't know. What you have to understand, how much money has that the 1% started banking. You're right. Started banking. He's very rich, though. He's very rich. He's, very he's rich. you know what? He's at that cusp, maybe even above into it, of wealthy. I would say definitely. Yeah, he's he's wealthy. He can take care of a few generations. But he's not in the 1%. He's in like the 5%. Maybe the 3%. He's at the same parties. As the 1%? They're so, not letting his black ass in those parties, but that's what you have to understand. You're right. Like, even when they announced, Dr. Dre is the first billionaire. The other billionaires who've been billionaires is like, oh, yeah. All right. That's cool. They look at him. Like, we look at him like, damn, you got a billion? But the billionaires is like, oh, that's little bro. We're talking Bezos Gates. Such. Folks. Those folks is the, now you talking about they and they not even the one percent they Mus- like the Muskies. they like the two three percent they're at the parties though with the one percent mm. they just they just get they get recognized as having the most they they because they their faces they, get to be seen be, they can be the public face exactly but the you. motherfuckers who got the bag what are we talking about not yeah, you know, yeah. yeah you know yeah you know all right all right Let's, Let's get, get into, into it. it. No, we gave him enough John Q. Let's move on to American Skin. Y'all better go tap into John Q. Do you want to tap into some themes about John Q? Okay, what did you got? Just uh, the themes I got from it. I, I was going to do memorable quotes too, but I didn't. So, themes. It was like a, a broken medical system, which we kind of touched on. Which is like a symbolic of like a broken social system. Mm-hmm. Uh, racial profiling in medicine, which we have talked about before, mm-hmm. and it's a thing that definitely happens. And it, like, it came basis. up in a weird like couple spots where, like at the beginning, they were like throwing them like the weird science terms, and they were like, "Oh, we don't. What do you mean? We don't understand what you're saying. Can you explain it in layman's terms?" They like, really try to make a way to like point out that. I think, right, right, part right. Of it. So like, that was definitely a theme that came up for me, and then the the lengths that we go to protect our children. Or save our children. Yeah. What, 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 what will we do for our children? I like all of those, and those definitely tie into I what we're about to shift into. One, I think the third one tied into that. The most yeah, yeah. I think even more, even the second one too. Just like racial profiling is the catalyst of the next movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the entire point, and it's the admission of that where like we get uh, some sort of vindication from it. You know what I mean? From the whole experience and then of course what lengths will you go to to protect your children so i know you guys are wondering like man what are they talking about what's this american skin about it's a pretty new movie it was directed by nate parker dope actor he's also in the great debaters he's the lead of the debate team people who've seen that uh he also directed and was the star in this film so in this film we're going to shift gears. Definitely a lot more of a serious gear. And they did well to um, tie it into, like, the current events and kind of the status of America, like, right now, which is why I think uh, 
they titled it American Skin. So it starts out um, with Nate Parker. What was this character's name? Do you remember? I don't remember. But Nate Parker, uh, he's a dad, and he's driving with his son and through a fairly residential neighborhood um, with speed bumps and the whole nine. And they get pulled over, supposedly, for speeding. And in the interaction of them being pulled over, his son, age 14, pulls out his phone and starts filming, which is, you know, fairly normal now in this climate from 2016 to now. You know what I mean? You want to make sure you're documenting these things and catching improper acts and all this type of stuff, right? So while he's doing that, the young police officer on the passenger side gives him a whole lot of frantic about the phone, pushes him, shoves him, and in the midst of shoving him, pulls out his gun, and you guessed it, he killed him. So that's the opening scene. So immediately I was like, fuck. This movie's about to they're not if you st- if you start with something that wild, you have to build on it. Yeah. So if your foundation is is gold, then you're gonna have a diamond house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um so then it cuts from that scene. That's all it gives us. It's about a minute of that scene, right? Just enough for you to feel how you feel when you're scrolling on social media. And you see that same exact scene play out in a real life situation. And then we fast forward to this group of high school kids who is working on like a documentary project. And the documentary project is spaced around like police brutality and the experiences of parents who have their kids killed afterwards, essentially. So they go to, you guessed it, Nate Parker's house. And this film pretty much follows him just living regular life and doing his thing on regular life. And uh, we get to a point where you get to kind of see his loved ones, his uncle. Uh, uh, They talk about who his son was. They... They talk about who he is. And, and, and what I like about the way it was written is you get to really... It, it showed for people who've never met a black person or anything. It just, you know, you got to empathize. Like, it normalized him, you know? It wasn't just, oh, this is a... It wasn't the character he becomes, you know? You got to, you got to really grow with him. They showed yeah. him as a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, bro. And um, and then, so, you kind of, the whole the whole docu-film is them kind of giving us the backstory because they, they, they gave us the ending, right? So they have to tell it backwards. So him and his son, him and his, uh, uh, his son's mother had separated. So this is another thing where I feel like they're just trying to show how life can be, you know, mm-hmm. in America. And the whole time it's uh, also being filmed, the the group of high school kids is being led by a young black man who is must be the same age of the kid who died. I think so, yeah. And I think it's like maybe somebody he knows because I feel like there was like a scene at one point where when they're kind of like building the story up where 
the his son was on like a FaceTime call with somebody else, one of his other friends. No, that wasn't him, but he was on a it FaceTime call with he his friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, that's the next part I was going to get to. So after they had separated, his son was going through a couple of, you know, the growing pains of becoming a man, finding yourself and things of that nature. So instead of living with his mom, he ends up to go live with his dad. And his dad's fairly, you know, conscious. We also we got the Black Panther documentary playing in the background right <laughs> now. He was in tune with Malcolm X and things of that nature. So... His son had a perspective of, uh, 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 was uh, actually, let me go back just two steps. He was uh, an ex military man mm-hmm. who had just come back. Marine, I think. I believe he was a Marine who had come back and he was working at a janitor as a janitor for a private school. Mm-hmm. And he only accepted that job because he knew accepting that job would put him in a position so that he could allow his son to go to school at that school and receive uh, education because, as we know, different schools get different privileges, Mm -hmm. different benefits, different access, different networks around their school. So he wanted his son to have an opportunity, and he was doing that. But in that, his son's learning the way it is to live as a white kid in America. He's even like saying like I'm the only I'm like the token black kid at school is what he basically says. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, they listen to cool music at lunch, but it's like weird and like everybody wants me to be my friend, but like kinda not really. He's like, But it's cool, whatever. Which is pretty much that experience of like he is that token he's the one who's supposed to he's the he's the the the, the leader of the black delegation in their eyes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um but in that, so he's learning these ideals where in history class, they're talking about like the laws. So, oh, if a police officer pulls me over, this is the law. He can and can't do these things. And we all know now, a lot of us knew before that that is not true if you are not a white person and not even all white people in actuality, especially now, really, you got to be like, a cleaner cut white person. Mm-hmm. And if you are that, then they'll give you a pass and you'll, they'll approach you with laws and rights and things of that nature. Otherwise the police are going to do what the fuck they want to do with you and to you for real, for real. So like, unless you've decided that you're ready to like take the Tupac route of things and you know what I mean? Up, uh, up, up pole and, and, and start, and start a shootout with them and, 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 and receive your own justice and, and do whatever, then you might as well go ahead and comply with them guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I've learned, and that's what he didn't learn because he was around that environment where although he's learning all this dope shit, he's also in a situation where if he's out with his friends, they're joyriding, just, you know what I'm saying, going to get milkshakes after playing video games, you know, like kids might do going to 7-Eleven for Slurpees whatever the fuck and they get pulled over he is gonna be under a different set of rules than his friends are gonna be under Mm -hmm. especially in a neighborhood like the neighborhood where his friends live which is why they were pulled over in the first scene of the movie his he was picking his son up from his friend's house Mm -hmm. in a nice white neighborhood Mm -hmm. and then wasn't there like so they showed that video and then wasn't there um like a trial for the cop who was like the one who killed him and he like got off 
You there. That's exactly what happened in the midst of the documentary. So that was part of it. They were trying to highlight the trial and and get all that in. And just like we see 100 times over, they let the cop go. And that's where we get the breaking point. So just like in John Q, we get that same breaking point. And not even that. It's it's there's there's protests. And then the mom gets asked to go on TV to say stop the violence or like stop the protests. Yeah, stop the looting. And like basically like she goes on TV and so the dad like chilling with like I think like his cousin or friend or somebody. It was his best friend from the Marines. That's right, that's right, that's right. Basically, but they were like brother. Exactly, exactly. Family. Family regardless. But she says some things that they just are like nah, like this doesn't speak to us or and it's not honoring his name honoring and his, his memory and so that's that's like the moment John Q moment where it turns yes yes so like he uh, he hops in the car he's like with a documentary crew in like the morning I think of like another day at some point and he's uh he gets to they're like oh we're like we're at this house he's like yo can you like drive for a sec I'll be right back alright whatever and they're just like chilling in the car and like it's like, from their point of view it doesn't follow him and this is when it turns from like cool like high school documentary style like uh, home video camcorder style shooting to like for anyone who's seen have you ever seen Snow on the Bluff yeah I think so yeah yeah <laughs> It switch bluff, it yeah. switches to like snow on the bluff where it's just like yeah this like dad he was a former marine he's just humble he's sad to like nah fuck that I'm going to get justice the same place that taught me how to do all this shit to to get justice in other countries oh well I'm finna get justice in my country and he gets it and his best friend is actually dying of cancer I believe or some sort of term he's terminally ill. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And that's what he said. He said, you know, we went to war together. You're my brother. I'm going to do anything to honor your son, man. That's that's what I'm giving my life to. Mm-hmm. They already said I'm finna die. I'm going to give him the, before I die, I'm going to make sure I see justice for him. That's right. That's right. So they get the camera crew. And some other homies, too. Yeah. They got, so, they got a squad. So, no, they get the camera crew, just like you said, and snow on the bluff of them. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got to make a, real, a quick stop before we go, uh... By the courthouse to the little protest or whatever. They make a stop. And when they get to the stop, there's a white van there. And like six, seven homies. And niggas is putting on bulletproof vests. And these high school kids get to looking around. There's a girl with them. She tries to call 911. She's scared. Oh, my God. What should we do? No. And that part pissed me the fuck off. That made me really upset. Because I was like. You guys have spent the last however long they've been doing it, let's say a week, right? Documenting police being unable to arrive at calls and adequately do their job. And your response in this moment was to call the motherfucking police that you're documenting? So then they strap up. They get loaded up, and they take their the kids' phones. They give them bulletproof vests, and this is one of my favorite lines. He said, "You wanted to make a documentary, you gonna make your documentary today." 
<laughs> because at the beginning of the movie, they had to like talk him into it. At first, he was like, oh, man, my son just died. I don't want to talk about him. And then he said, you know what? You want to make a documentary? You going to submit this to film festivals? I got you. I'm going to give you some content. We miss whose house they were at. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm finna say right now. Uh, that's what I'm finna say right now. That's what I just got in my notes from our production staff. <laughs> uh, they pull up to the police chief's house. Scrapped up. And they kidnap his punk ass. And the camera kids are shook. They're like, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? Where are we taking him? And they kidnapped him. Didn't take him to a safe house. Didn't take him to a hideout. They took him to his job. <laughs> and they, they didn't just like take him to his job, though. They, they fucking took, took that place by storm. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, you know, they didn't They didn't Uber him over there like, no. oh, have I got one, chief? No, like, no, no. Like, no, they kicked, they, they kicked I, the doors no. down and they sprayed the fucking entire, like, with, ceiling yeah. with, like, K's, drums. It was drums. It was drums. It was, drum. yeah. it was, it was not guns that go pow, pow, pow. Yeah. It was the guns that go Yeah, they really, like, they really ran up on the cops. They came big guns. Call of Duty guns. Apex guns. <laughs> and, uh... That's, the, how, that's how it got to work. <laughs> and then the whole police force, they get down, they're shooting back, they're shooting at him. And at this point, the chief screams out, no, stop your guns, stop your guns. And it's my favorite part of the movie that we're getting to. They get in there and they got everyone uh, uh, huddled up, all the police officers uh, uh, hostaged in. And this is a way more believable version too now, because they got mm-hmm. they got the squad to make this happen. Yeah, they came with bigger guns, scared, trained, scared the already trained, trained guns, military, right? On the scared, cops. like guns with bodies on them for sure, for sure, <laughs> like like for sure with multiple bodies on them yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And then um, they got him held up, and everyone's looking around like, bro, what you, so what you going to do? What's the move? He said, I'm going to hold a trial. Y'all say he's not guilty? Nah, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Matter of fact, I was there, so I know he's guilty. Let's just run a trial. And if y'all say he's not guilty, fuck it. Take me to jail. Mm-hmm. But if y'all do say he's guilty... You know what? I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? He going to get his. And they run this fire, fire trial where they got cops. De- oh, hold on. Oh, my God. I'm going so fast because this shit's so exciting. Breathe, bro. man. Breathe. This shit's so exciting, man. Oh, my gosh. They let all the motherfucking inmates that was locked up for court out, bro. Mind you, they don't just let all the inmates out. They let the non uh, 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 non-violent criminals out. So motherfuckers who got caught doing drugs or pimping or you know what I'm saying, doing something that like eh, maybe they shouldn't be in jail for. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Hearsay. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they could do a little probation for. You know what I'm saying? I ain't a judge. I ain't a judge. But they lets out all the non-violent criminals to be the judge to be the jury for this cop. And the first thing the cop says is, well, this isn't a jury of my peers. 
And my man, Nate Parker, looked at him dead in his face and said, welcome to my world. Mm-hmm. That's what they do to black people in America all the time. Mm-hmm. They send you to court with a bunch of people who don't look like you, never been in a world like your world. Don't empathize with your empathy, your training, your experiences. And they let you be judged. And they run a back and forth, the cops, the inmates, they're debating. One inmate jumps up and punches the beats up a, a cop because, mind you, he's got a black eye. The whole time he's sitting there quiet with a black eye. He doesn't say anything. And I don't know about when you were watching it, but when I was watching it, actually at the moment right before he jumped up, they, they were holding this, uh, this, uh, the angle right on him. And I was thinking to myself, I think I might even said it out loud. I was like, damn, this guy hasn't even said nothing. And right when I said that, he jumped up and beats the shit out of a cop. And he said, that's for beating me up when you brought me in here. Y'all ain't having to do me like that. And they, they're calling the racial slurs, you monkey. Oh man, bro. This shit is wild, bro. We can't ruin this one. They gotta, they gotta see the end of it. We got, we built him up. We can talk more about it, but we can't, we can't give him the end. If he's guilty or not, if they decide he's guilty you know, or we not, we can just we guess we could like just stay within like this the conversation they get into about everything. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, and then just leave him at that because I think that was like maybe that was like one of my favorite parts parts of the movie. Just uh, the way that the they use the cops' voices to voice like the opinions from like different sections of America. Of like different different types of white people, or just different types of people. Period. Mm-hmm. About like police violence, like they'd be like, "What about black on black crime?" They were like, "What about uh, like it's scary for us as cops? Like, what about what about that whole thing? Like, everybody hates us and is trying to kill us. How are we supposed to do our job?" Yeah. And just like different different perspectives that like offer like a anti antithesis to like the main plot where it's like fuck the cops. But also, it's like showing their their the the cops' hypocrisies and their lack of understanding, their ignorance to like really what's happening, based on their own like prejudices or based on these like beliefs that they're spouting to try to like that they're almost like that you can see that are like being taught because they're saying it like it's facts they've read somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, well, black on black violence—they're killing each other more than no, no, because the percentages don't balance out. White on white crime is, you got to think about the numerics of how many people are in a place before you can think about who's doing what to who. You know what I'm saying? I think the movie does a good job of like articulating like is it this the disproportionate amount that's of understanding. Yeah, I think that was like a big thing about what, especially what the, what Nate was trying to say as a character. And then uh, one of the Hispanic cops, a female cop. She empath she sides with uh the uh the guilty side, you know, and she's just like, you know what, like this isn't right. And and there is a lot of racism that goes on and a lot of uh, uh sexism that goes on. Mm-hmm. And and you guys just try to keep this like blue white system, white male system that shits on everybody and it's not mm-hmm. cool. I, I I like the comparison between like the two like Latino dudes that were like uh, 
one was a cop and the other one one was like was like a gangbanger. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And like what their different like perspectives were, and they were like talking shit to each other about it too. They were talking to shit to each other in Spanish, and they didn't give subtitles. Yeah, and I liked that a lot. And you know what's really funny about that? Hmm. The same thing happened in John Q. Because there's a there's the Latina lady. Same shit. No subtitles. Yeah, there was a lot of like parallels. This is why I said it, bro. I was like, I was watching. I was like, no, we gotta do them back to back. This was like a better version of John Q. With like it was a more, more intense version. More it's a more intense version. More realistic. To like the American Skin, happened. you you watch when the kids are asleep. John Q. You can maybe watch with like your teens, your young kids, you know. <laughs> They'd be like, "Damn, what is this movie?" Because it's like, because it's because it like got a nice ending. It's very you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. And American Skin is very R. Very R. It's 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 meant to be realistic. R for realistic. <laughs> R. <laughs> that is that is yeah. that is the key. But yeah, that's I think themes I got from that was just. You know, our favorite, one of our favorite themes, police brutality, police violence. They suck at their job most of the time. They the ones, if you're a good cop, man, shout out to you. But also while I'm shouting you out, I want you to go find that shitty dude that or shitty lady that work at your department and do everything in your power to either get them fired or change their mind. Because you can't be a good cop and stay next to bad cops. That's not how that works. So I understand people are like, not all cops are bad. And like, that's real, bro. They're really not all bad, for real, for real. But the ones of you that like allow bad shit to happen, you like are equivalently not doing your job. Your job is to stop bad guys. So if cops are bad guys, you should still stop them because they're now bad guys. They're not cops anymore. Mm. Just like they say you're a citizen until you go to jail and you become a felon. Now you're not a citizen no more. You're a slave. Blah, blah, blah. You know, same concept. Yeah, you guys are going to run that same play. Go ahead, though. My fault. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I was just trying to recollect kind of let's see because I feel like we've talked about it to the point where we can. Right. So people can enjoy it all fully. And then what's the next? What's the next thing? We talk about, I'm going to talk about some more themes. I guess broken justice system for police, like I was saying, that's a theme. We got the the various arguments that people like to give when people are presented with like the topic of police violence. And then the lengths we will go to honor our children rather than protect our children. But I guess to protect our children's children's legacy. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think that second one, read that second one one more time, man. The lengths we go the various arguments we have when people are presented with information about police violence. I think that is a a really powerful one because I think a lot of times (laughs) there really is no actual argument, right? And if there could be a true and genuine discussion, then that evident truth would be found a lot sooner and a lot easier than it is now. But what happens is there's a lot of emotional debates and feelings and hearsay. But if we talk about stuff that's like actually happening, let's talk about what's actually happening. Okay, police are killing people because of racial profiling. And that's just, that's what's happening. Why is racial profiling a thing? Because all like those are just the facts. It's not about oh well, well if you did this then they wouldn't have killed you. No, if police did not racial profile, there would be no problem. If they just treated people cool, there'd be literally no problem. 
Because, like we just talked about them, those good cops, there'd be no problem. Bro, like, I had a lot of fucked up shit with cops, my damn self. But I also, I'm not going to sit here and cap. I had some smooth situations with cops, too. So I know them good ones is out there. That's why I'm trying to talk to them. Because, like, there, there, there has been the times where, like, they might, they don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't press a petty situation. They're not. Yeah. Tripping off a smell of weed or anything. They're literally just doing their... There's literally times where they're like, hey, man, we're not worried about this, this, and this, man. We just need to know, hey, everything's smooth like this? All right, cool. All right, we out of here. Peace. I had a I had a very white moment with a cop one time with weed. I was just smoking near him, I think near, like, in Belltown. And he, like, told me not to. And I, like, was like, wait, what? Because I was drunk. I questioned it. Don't ever question it. Don't do not do what I did. Don't, that was crazy. He was like, just have a little respect. And then it was like, click. I was like, oh, yeah, peace. But like to have even that interaction with the cop is like, I've never had. That's the only, probably the only good, like, probably the only good one I've had. Maybe one you, other one I can think You know, of. it happens rarely. You know what I'm saying? I just try to not be near them. As often as possible. Yeah. Not even like light rail security. Like. No, bro. As often as possible. There's, there's cops in it's all like severe anxiety just because of all the stipulation. Just because you really don't know. Like, shit. Are you the cop who's going to be, oh, hey, what's going on, man? Like, literally pay me no mind because you can see, like, you should be able to feel the energy. Oh, this guy's not fucking with anything. Cool. Peace. Or are you going to be the cop who's like a, who's, who my outfit has invoked an emotion, a memory, a thought that is now going to. Fucking make it so I gotta code switch and talk white or fucking you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the fucked up part. Motherfuckers should be able to just be themselves, talk however they want to talk, and like they cool. Hey man, is there any problem? No, we good, bro. It's good. And they oh okay, cool. You know what the fuck? This is America. That's the whole point. Everyone's whole. We're melting pot. We all you know what I'm saying together. Whole hands. Kumbaya, my friends. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's our favorite topic. It it just comes. It, I mean, it comes around so often because it keeps happening. Shit keeps happening. I think that's probably solid. Do you want to end it on some type of fun? No, at all. What you got? I was trying to give some games. There's two different things I was thinking. Okay, go ahead. All right. What's your top three places where you'd want to be held hot hostage? Maybe like the. Top, yeah, top three you'd want to be held hostage at. That if, I would want to be if, a hostage. If someone at? else is John Q and you're in the hostage situation, what? Let's let's get top three places you would be like. You know, this um, this sucks. It's not so bad though. A we? mall. A mall. Okay. An airport. Mm-hmm. That's my top three for sure too. And you know what? Like keeping it real, like a hospital wasn't a bad place to be at. Because if anything goes wrong, the if doctors anything right goes wrong, they're right here, bro. You make a very good point. <laughs> like they're right here. Like I would definitely wouldn't want to be in a fucking police precinct. Nah, that's not a fun hostage. Bro, those places are literally designed to be like extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, mm. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. I like I like that. I think airport for me, for sure. I hate malls. <laughs> Definitely not malls for me. I would say like. I'm just thinking. Well, can I explain? Say can like I, stadium. Can I explain my? Sports can I explain my mall thing? <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. They just make There's so much shit there. 
So if you go to a good mall, like I'm talking like Mall of America, like a nice mall, bro, there's hella bed stores. You like South Center? No, not like South Center. <laughs> there was just a shooting at that motherfucker. I, my roommate was down there that day. My bro, my, my man, shout out my bro Colin. Uh, he got the sneaker booth. They be keeping all the sneakers mm. fresh and right. They begin, and he was bro. It was two kiosks down oh from his business, bro. That's so scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Shout out my man. My man, Colin Shans, man. Y'all got to tap in. Y'all at South Center, y'all need your sneakers right, man? Tap in with my boy. Tap in with my, 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 boy. Got a lot of good. So, like, you're thinking, like, you're in the mall, but you're just in, like, the general... Well, I'm just saying, like, if I'm in a mall and, like, like, whatever has is, like, yeah, like, like, if I can, like, John Q it and befriend the John Q... And be like, bro, it's cool if I go, like, lay down over there. Hey, is it cool if I go get, like, a hot dog from the hot dog stand? <laughs> There's food in the mall. No, you're not going anywhere. You're There's... staying wherever. He, he, he kidnapped you in uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. That's not a bad spot, bro. I'm going to go lay down. There's nowhere to lay down. But there's lots of lotion to put on. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different scents to smell. Like, what, what, are these, what are these people doing when they're, like... In the in the John Q when he's like off with the doctor doing other things, what are they? Are they just talking to each other? There's no cell phone. They're like talking Q, amongst like each other. Yeah, there, it's 2002, bro. Yeah, but if you're at the mall, these people like oh, a Motorola flip phone was a flex, bro. Super flex. A, a, no, a Nokia was a flex. It was a super flex. You're like, whoa. <laughs> you just be calling me, yeah, bro. I got minutes, G. I got minutes. Yeah, texts weren't even a thing yet. No. That's why I like the walkie-talkie, and that was like pretty good. All right, so. So airport for me, stadium. Okay. And movie theater. I think a stadium would be trash. Because the seats are uncomfortable. Super wet. Bro, lots of places to walk around. Plus, there's not a lot of people <laughs> in the stadium. So you can just like lay down in a pathway. Maybe there's a bench somewhere you can kick it. A fucking on a stone fucking I guess, pathway. You know, I guess I'm thinking of a Mariners game too, you know. There's not a lot of people there. If it's a different if it's a more popular stadium, it could be shitty. Okay, what's your third one? Was uh oh, I thought of it, but I forget. Oh <laughs> movie theater, because the seats are comfortable. These, these are all just off the top. I didn't plan these before. Okay, what's the second part of the game? What's the second part uh, of the game? What was the second part of the game? Uh, top three places where you'd want to hold other people hostage. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. We would never do these things. We're not these type of people. Like if I was, if I had a John if, Q. If you were John Q, or let's do one. Like if you were John Q, <laughs> what would be the I'm going to say it again, an airport. An airport. I can get up out of there. Afterwards? Yeah. Wow. You just going to fly your own plane? Yeah, I'm fucking DB. I'm a D, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking DB Cooper. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I know. We're going to talk about him, too. We can do that at some point. Yeah. Season two, we got topics. We got <laughs> topics, bitch. Yeah. Just All right, topics. an airport. <sighs> just one, that's cool. We say airport. Number one, we, number one choice. I'm trying to think. I feel like I got another one. What would another be a smooth really, play? Top three. All right, yeah, we'll just get the top one. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go with the airport because I can get up out of there. There's food in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that idea. That's a pretty, that's a really good choice. Hmm. I would think like, hmm, I, where would I? What would I want to hold hostage? I don't, 
Nothing. But I guess nothing. I can't really get anything from an airport no, there because they're all held hostage. No one's gonna make you anything. Were they gonna wait for you? No, like, I'm just saying, like, 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 like John Q. He like held up a fucking hospital because there was a heart in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> he needed it. Because he needed a heart. Nate Parker held up the police station because he needed the police to see that they fucking suck. Fucking suck. at being there. They're just suck lame. Yeah. They suck. It's a like so, dick. So major, major wee wee. And it should be fucked with AIDS dicks and such. <laughs> and then, yeah, airport, not so bad. Not so bad. But we're in the airport, right? I guess it matters. But where would I want to hold people? We'll do a, we could do a concert. <laughs> a concert? A stadium again? No, a stadium. Small venue, small venue. A small venue yeah, concert. Easy to keep track of people. <laughs> what are you holding them hostage for, though? I don't know. What do you give Is like the concert yeah. owner Like a rich person <laughs> they're, they're playing too much Shitty music We shouldn't even say too much These are like good movie concepts To like build off of No Hostage <laughs> movies are played out I was thinking about this as well like, You think so? I mean like There's not Like I feel like hostage movies Happened a lot when we were younger And there's not been as many Hostage movies lately Because I feel like Maybe we out. should do a hostage film That like debunks just, the hostage movie does, And like It's like the hostage movie Is only The hostage scene Is like the first 20 minutes Then it's like the aftermath Of like getting caught <laughs> Because like Hostage <laughs> situations Don't work out Yeah that, That's exactly what I was thinking It was like They don't show it Because they can't really scare Like it used, to, it used to be Like a suspenseful movie And they were like This, this They're not gonna hold This place hostage Please, America's getting different. You know what? You well, just you inspired I mean? it, bro. I'm writing a hostage short film. Perfect. Directors tap in. But it's like it's like usually like you get held hostage by like a like a drug dealer somewhere. That's usually what we see now. Some drug dealer, someone from the cartel kidnapped you. Now you're held hostage. Someone yeah. where you sold bad drugs to kidnapped you. Now you're held hostage. You fucking didn't give me my money and fucking blow held hostage but not like walk up into a bank and hold hostage there's there's no inside job you know there's no like junkie there's no like uh you're not getting on walkie talkies with cops <laughs> it's just like envy uh, and, and, and i got uh, the hostages yeah, yeah. give me everything i want i got the hostages They're, oh, oh calm down calm down i need a plane <laughs> and and three cheese pizzas yeah i don't know i don't Whole hostage grocery store, lots of snacks. All right, thinkers. <laughs> uh, uh, make sure you tap in on the gram. Let us know what places you would want to be caught hostage in, and you'd want to be a hostage in. And make sure you guys tap in with those dope films, man. John Q and American Skin. This is season two, episode one. We got another 10, my friend. Then season three begins, man. But let's enjoy the moment while we're here. At Surface Thinkers. That was a nice harmony, bro. Thank you. That was good, bro. We got it. Let's practice it. Let's throw the song back in, man, so you guys can jam. Until next time. Peace. Bye.